Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, Doc, you know what time it is. We're going live in three, two, one. One. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. 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 Oh, yeah. All right, guys. You know what you need to do. <laughs> We're going to keep it simple today. We're going to give you one thing. Go to either whatever podcast platform you use. Subscribe to it. Make sure your download is set to automatic. You want to make sure you're ready for the podcast and then like the podcast. Okay. I think that's simple enough. I think they can do that. I think so. Well, guess what? I found out a fun fact, everybody, about Annabelle this week. I'm about to be exposed. I <coughs> can feel it. I don't even know what you're going to say, but I feel it. <coughs> Annabelle has not been listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I experience it live. In the moment, in the flesh. That is, that is true. But it was just funny because I was like, you sounded really good last episode. And he goes, haven't listened to it. I'm like, well, which ones have you listened to? Uh, the pilot. And I was like, dadgummit, Annabelle. I, was, I think this week I listened to episode two. Have you even liked and subscribed to the podcast? I am subscribed. Okay. And I have. I think I like. <laughs> I guess I don't know. If, I, I think it might be weird if we actually comment on it. But yeah. At least but we liked and subscribed. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Um, we're in our myth conception series. And um, today we're going to be talking about do carbs make you fat? This is an episode that I have personally been requesting for yeah. a while. No, I'm, I think when we when we first brought it up, the first thing you're like, do carbs make you fat? What makes you fat? Let's let's talk about that. I yeah. Like, I think that's a good idea. I mean, there's so many misconceptions about about this as a whole and we don't want to get down into the weeds but every year there's all these fat diets all these different things well people are making lots of money based off you know don't eat this don't Don't eat eat that that, you know like this right give me a hundred dollars thank you very much bam bam thank you buy my book subscribe yeah yeah Yeah. um so we we just want to we want to basically look at this from an overview like we'll we'll talk about some some deep things here but um (laughs) <laughs> we're not trying to take anyone's job away from them or say that, you know, people that vilify carbs or hate carbs or love carbs, you know, whatever. We're just, yeah, we're just giving you our experience. Give me what we you think. Facts, and uh, then you can do whatever you want with it. Well, I like that. Uh, I think a good thing to uh, start off with is what does fat even mean? What does being fat even mean? You know, we hear a lot in today's, culture about you know body positivity and loving your body yeah you know what i'm talking about animal yeah i do and um man we 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 actually don't really want to get into that because that's i don't i don't really think that i'm qualified to to talk about you know i am don't worry doc (laughs) (laughs) take a seat in the back sit down and listen (laughs) no i think i just want to say this on this topic overall you need to have confidence mm-hmm. in yourself as yeah. a human being. Know that you are worthy and love. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. And so that, yeah, that's a more spiritual, deeper conversation. Seek out a minister, therapist. Therapist, yeah. Um, we're talking more in terms of the health and wellness side of things. Yes. So sometimes, I don't know, 
maybe even the even using the word overweight versus fat might be more beneficial i don't i don't know because you know the fat phobia like if you say overweight that maybe seems nicer but i don't know we'll kind of use fat and overweight interchangeably during this podcast but (coughs) even that like just saying overweight seems nicer than yeah and you know i know there's a lot of stigmas with the terminology maybe you have some personal baggage and history so you know we'll we'll tread lightly we'll just know we're coming from a good place we are coming from a good place we're here we're here to help we're not here to harm um so we just want to let you guys know our intentions up front yes so if we're talking about being fat or overweight and what that means how do we even know how do we determine if we are fat or overweight (laughs) why are you laughing (laughs) There's a <laughs> what? There's one easy one is what when you go to when you, when you go to the bathroom when you're standing is can you see <laughs> <laughs> can you see it or can you not see it? <laughs> see, see what animal? Uh, the family jewels. <laughs> I have no idea you're gonna say that's pretty funny actually. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest way. That is the hero's journey way. <laughs> now we're going to talk about the other ways. Um, yeah, I guess that is a that is a way. Um, but there's actually two more um, scientific ways to to kind of determine this. <coughs> One is the it's called the BMI. I think everyone kind of knows what that is. Body mass index. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, you had to do these calculations by yourself, but now there are online calculators. You can just put in you know your weight and height. And uh, it'll do it for you. But essentially what it is is weight divided by height and inches squared times 703. But just put it in a calculator. You know, there's a chart, um, like a BMI chart. So whatever that number, uh, when you calculate it, falls into. Like it'll say if you're underweight, you know, if you're uh, normal weight, overweight, obese, uh, obese class 2, extremely obese, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. (coughs) And so we're not going to get into all the numbers. But, you know, normal being... 18.5 to 24.9 it's super simple you can go calculate this yourself you know this is very common knowledge and this is a pretty 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 good way yeah it's a good tool now a lot of people hate the bmi for a lot of different reasons which is understandable for sure because it doesn't take a lot of different things into account what does it not take into account your age your sets your density your muscle mass how big your pecker is i mean there's so many (laughs) things that it's not taken into account (laughs) There's a lot. It's just a good tool to use and have. <laughs> yeah, you you summed it up there, man. Um, but it is interesting because in the in the medical field, <laughs> in the medical field, we use this a lot. <laughs> in the medical field, we use this a lot, and <laughs> oh man. You got me rolling today, dude. You got me rolling today. All right. All right. Back back to it here. Um, but like, so someone like a frail older lady that might fall into the normal BMI <coughs> is actually not in a good place because she actually doesn't have a lot of lean muscle mass and actually is one of those skinny fats where you have a lot of body fat, but you don't have a lot of muscle. But on mm-hmm. the BMI, it might show that she's normal or vice versa. You might have a younger male or female that's in really good shape and they're in the overweight category, but it's because they have more you know, lean muscle mass and not body fat. 
uh, and again, it doesn't take into like you said, age and sex, which mm-hmm. you know those are those are big deals. It's a it's a quick way, and, and the medical field uses it, but I don't really put too much stock in it. Like when I find people's BMI in the clinic, I just I can take just one look at them and be able to tell better than I can by calculating. Oh, here's like a, the the other side of it is let's say somebody is very muscular. Yeah, and it could potentially be considered obese, overweight. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that. And but if by looking at them, you can be like, okay, this person works out. Yeah. Um, which obviously gives you better. <coughs> yeah, these are just the extremities, but it's just like a tool to it, use and to know, w- engage where you're at. Yeah, and then uh, the other way is, <coughs> I think a way better way, and it's body composition or like your body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. So like what percentage of your body is fat and what percentage of your body is like lean muscle mass and you know lean muscle mass isn't just muscle at all taking into like other soft tissue structures like bone uh, blood stuff like that not just uh, adipose tissue but there's some different ways on how to to calculate this Um, it's not as easy so to speak as to just kind of calculate the BMI which is why a lot of medical fields use it because it's quick and dirty really easy Um, I wrote down a couple different ways um, one being they're called like skin fold measurements, uh, calipers. You basically take this tool, uh, and you pinch your you pinch sk- different parts of the body, right? Yep. Um, and different ones have different like areas they want you to pinch. Usually it's like, uh, somewhere in your upper body, somewhere in your abdomen, somewhere in your lower body. And it's supposed to calculate that. Um, we're, this, the point of this podcast is not go into which one's the best or anything like that. All of them have pros and cons, uh, but that is a way it's probably the cheapest way. Um, cause you can buy this tool off Amazon for probably pretty cheap. I haven't looked into yeah, it. Yeah. I think I've seen it. Yeah. Um, another way is, uh, bio impedance, which is, uh, a little electrical, um, waves being sent through your body, either hold something or you're standing on something. And basically it tries to calculate what percentage of your body is fat and what is lean muscle. But like the water in your body. Is yeah. Like again, these have pros and yeah. cons, but these are, these are some ways. And I think, the, the most important thing is if you pick one of these things, as long as you're consistent with it and you're, and you're doing the same, the, doing it the same way each time, at least it can track it for you mm-hmm. and you can, you can see if you're gaining more or less and might not be the most accurate. Like it might be saying you're 10% body fat when in reality might be more like 15, but if that yeah. 10% is going to nine, going to eight, then you kind of know that you're losing body fat. Well, it's kind of like what we say. We always say it's good to log your progress and what you're doing. So yeah. Um, and <coughs> another way is the DEXA scan. Uh, this is an expensive way. I mean, you can go to a place and have this. It's basically like an x-ray type thing that uh, looks at your body, scans it, and kind of determines what uh, amount is fat, what amount is lean muscle. That does not sound cheap. It probably isn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't look into it. But, again, whatever way you pick, just be consistent with it. The one that I actually use is just visual. Take your shirt off. Go look in the mirror. Um, look at like a chart. You know, there's there. You can look up. You know, like what six percent looks like, what ten percent looks like, what fifteen percent looks oh, like. Yeah, that's, I've used this one too. What twenty percent looks like. Look at that picture. Then look at you, and then see kind of where you think you fall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the easiest and cheapest way. Um, it's free, and uh, again, it's not going to be the greatest if you're some bodybuilder trying to you know get the nitty gritty. Um, but it's a way that you can look and kind of see what percentage and of this your show isn't for you bodybuilders. Okay, this show isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn something, but yeah, we're not. No, we're not, we're not targeting you, of course, of course. Uh, but yeah, those are two cool ways on how to kind of find out if you're fat or not. Yeah. 
Um, so you've determined you're fat. Okay. Is that bad? Is it bad to be overweight or obese? I think we all kind of. I mean, what, 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 what were you about to say? Yes. <laughs> <coughs> it, it can just lead to a lot of other conditions. And also not just health conditions, but also it can create a lot of uncomfortable personal situations. Sure. Maybe you want to play with your kids. And daggum, it's hard to just get up and down and chase him. Yeah. You know? No, that that that's a good point. It's like the physical and then the emotional side to it too. And basically two thirds or sixty nine percent of Americans are obese. Overweight. I say when we saw this, it was like, Wow, I didn't I, I knew it was high, but I didn't think it was gonna be that high. That was that's high. And I think it's it's been creeping up through the years, obviously. At one point I thought it was like one third, but now I guess it's two thirds. It's a lot. That it's a lot. Um and obviously it is bad. Not bad in terms of like your body positivity like we talked about earlier, but bad because being obese can increase all causes of mortality. So whatever you know, you're gonna die of health related, it increases all of those things. Yeah, and like we said before in <coughs> a prior episode, it's all a numbers game. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just trying to improve your odds. Yeah. We're all gonna die at some point. It's just how fast do you want to get there? <laughs> how fast and the quality of getting there. Yes, quality. Are you in the car by yourself, barely breathing, going off the cliff? Or are you on the party bus enjoying yourself, going you know 50 miles an hour versus 100 miles an hour? Yeah, it's just, yeah, a lot of thoughts was that, but yes. Yeah. Um, also, it can increase risk of like type 2 diabetes, um, blood, uh, high blood pressure, anything with cholesterol, whether that's low HDL or high LDL. Uh, coronary heart disease, stroke, gallbladder disease, um, sleep apnea, many types of cancers. I thought this one was interesting. This is all from uh, the CDC, by the way. Um, low quality of life. Mm. That was reported on um, a stat of being obese. Well, you just create a lot of issues. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, if you're constantly having to go to the doctor or take medication and stuff like that. Yeah. That, um, and then also, too, maybe you don't want to go out as much because mm. – there's a social aspect too. There's a, there, this is multifaceted. You it know? is. There's a lot of things that, that it can plague. Uh, mental illness, such as uh, clinical depression, anxiety, and other mental disorders. That was also found. Yeah, makes sense. Um, also, so this is one, at least from the PT side of things, body pain. I mean, like, I hate to be the person that comes in there like a really overweight patient and they're like my knees hurt and i'm like i bet they do <laughs> you know like <laughs> what's wrong and i'm like we're gonna just try and get like, them, we're gonna try and get them stronger there's nothing structurally wrong you have too much weight on them that's like we were talking about it's like it's close to maybe not a one rep mats but you're pushing your muscles to the limit and you're putting more stress on your joints well i just uh you know so i've been uh doing some rucking putting my weighted vest and mm-hmm. walking up the hills and stuff like that I mean, I'm not going to say it hurts my knees, but I definitely feel, you know, my knees, my hips, my low back a little bit, carrying 30 to 40 pounds versus not. It's tough. Um, I'll speak from experience. Even tying your shoes, you're out of breath. You're like, oh, dang. So, yeah, is it is it bad to be overweight? Yes, it can cause all these things, and we we want to try to avoid those things. Yeah. Mentally and physically. Absolutely. It impacted all of it. Um, okay, so to the question at hand, now that we've kind of talked about some of those things, do carbs make you fat? 
So you've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Why why is this such a big thing? Because you see it everywhere, and I think people always prescribe a low-carb diet, and people are like, oh, well, just got up carbs, but I love carbs. Yeah. I think it needs to be specified, maybe, what they're talking about. For sure. Um, there's yeah. complex carbs. Yeah. We've talked about those before on the podcast. All right. I don't want to say – I don't like labeling good or bad because, I think you know, yeah. people get <laughs> – Yeah. They're the better carbs for you. And then there's the highly processed carbs that are not ideal to consume many of. Correct. And those can be a little bit more tricky. They're easy to consume a lot of. That, this is where the this is where the conversation on this gets a little bit more nuanced because when it you say does. do carbs make you fat, the answer is obviously no, but there's a big there's a big but. <laughs> like they taught me in school, it depends. It depends. <laughs> what specifically are you talking about? Well, stuff that you've been taught. What you just kind of said that carbs tend to be the foods that are the most processed, right? I mean, process meaning what? Process that meaning you like strip all the nutrients all the good things and it's easier to digest and for sure i mean think of an oreo like think how like the that was made in the factory versus an apple which grew from a tree yeah, you know what oreos I mean? don't grow in trees <laughs> yeah <the> oreo, <laughs> almost, almost <laughs> let's go plant an oreo tree <laughs> let's go plant, yeah um so the mean more processed mean they they're they have they put more stuff into them which means they'll contain more calories but they have a less of a satiety factor mm-hmm. so they've got they're packed with a bunch of different uh sugars and um you know like high fructose corn syrup all these different things seed oils yeah. um which makes them higher calorie but you just get you're not full from them which means you can overeat them really easy really easy i mean they thi- go down too easy sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i mean think about eating a pizza versus eating a chicken breast you know what I you mean? You can put down pizza, man. It just, you know, it's 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 way easier because it's more mm-hmm. processed um, versus a chicken breast, which is going to take more to fill you up. It's going to it's going to take more to fill you up. I also found that highly processed foods, and we're we're talking a little bit more about the carbs uh, here, um, can lead to hormonal imbalances, which can, to a degree, we'll talk about this later, affect your weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the conversation gets a little like, do cars make you fat? It's like, well. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. Essentially no, but almost it's, an, it's easy to overeat them. I know we're going to get into this, but at the end of the day is a lot of it has to do with caloric density. Okay. Explain caloric density to people. Um, there are some foods, for instance, 100 calories of Oreos versus mm-hmm. 100 calories of I don't know, apples or fruit. Listen, it's gonna be. It's not, it might be one or two Oreos. Honestly, it's like two Oreos. It's it's not many, and you're eating a hundred. You're consuming a hundred calories, and we're gonna get into why I'm saying calories, because you know. Anyways, right. And then you eat a hundred calories of apples, which is like a big old apple. It's a big old apple, maybe a little bit more than that. I don't know, but that's gonna fill you up a lot more. Absolutely. You can put down ten Oreos. You cannot put down ten apples. Trust me. That. <laughs> No, that is that is su- that is such a good point. So for every two Oreos equals one apple. Think about that. You could eat a lot more Oreos, which means you're going to eat a lot more calories, and you can't do that with apples, which is the same amount of calories, but yep. you can't you can't overeat them. It's hard. And there's there's two things I want to touch. Okay. Before 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 we move on. Okay. I think we've talked about it, that I hear a lot. 
Okay. Fat makes you fat. Fat makes you fat. Fat makes you fat. Eating fats hmm. at the whole makes you fat. And again, I guess we can say like the other one, it depends. In theory, if you're eating the right amount of calories, right? no. But it can be a little bit easier to consume because it's a lot of foods. And that to that same example that we gave with the Oreos, a you know, 100 calories of oil versus 100 calories of something else, it's going to be more. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think you also brought up uh, protein makes you fat. Man, this one, I know you, 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 you haven't heard of this, but I heard this a lot growing up. Yeah, don't eat protein because it's going to make you fat. Unless, unless, he, there is always a caveat that people would say, protein makes you fat unless you're working out. Yeah. So I, I don't, I've actually never heard, I've only heard protein shakes like, hey, you need to be taking like some protein powder or drink a protein shake. And I've heard people go, well, I'm not trying to gain weight. And, so maybe I've heard that one maybe too, that yeah. regard, but I think what I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know if they're thinking it has like a bunch of calories in it, but like I you, don't know what. I mean, you can get a, eat a protein shake for 100 calories um, with 30 grams of protein, and it's gonna fill you up a it's lot more. Yeah. Um, but no, I think with both of those things, in the carbs, in the carbs, it's <laughs> it's about how much you eat mm-hmm. every time. You can if you ate oh, if you overconsumed broccoli. You're gonna gain weight if you just ate broccoli. If you overconsumed steak, you're gonna gain weight. If you overconsumed butter, you're gonna gain weight. But the thing is, it's gonna be really hard to overconsume broccoli. I mean, think about how much broccoli it would take, yep. and think about how much meat it would take to overconsume. Uh, but you get to some of these processed. Listen, foods. man, I'm a bottomless pit, <laughs> but I can only eat so much steak. That's right. <laughs> um, it fills up really quick. <laughs> Well, basically what we're just saying is you can get more volume of food for the same amount of calories is something that's processed and carbs tend to be more processed. Yes. Fat, fats can be as well to, 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 a, to a degree. Certain fats. Certain fats. But and we don't want to get it done. Yeah. We're not going to go down that road. Yeah. And there's also like the ability, like um, not just like how full you are, but just like palatability, like how much you can taste. Like it's going to be really hard to eat more than one chicken breast. If you're just spoonfuling butter, like that, that just, you're not going to, you're not going to be yeah. able to overconsume that to a degree. You have to like make it with something else. Yeah. Play it something else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if we've kind of clarified that carbs don't make you fat, but there's the, but what does make you fat? Um, we touched on it briefly. The overconsumption of food. And there's some, there's some caveats here because I don't want to make it sound so simple. Um, and a lot of people kind of get on to people that say, well, if it was that easy, you know, everyone would lose weight. And Well, maybe it's easy to understand, but hard to implement. I would say that is a huge one. It's a lot of things are easy to understand, but hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, with the overconsumption of food. Okay. So what does that even mean? What does it mean to overconsume food? <coughs> well, every single person on the planet has what's called a basal metabolic rate. We usually call it BMR. And what that refers to is the minimum minimal number of calories your body needs uh, to be functioning while you're resting. So if you're just, again, laying on your back for 24 hours, how much calories do you need to make uh, have all bodily functions work? Mm-hmm. That's, your, that's your BMR. Um, then you have your total daily in energy expenditure for uh, commonly known as the... Uh, TDEE, 
that takes your BMR and then also looks at your activity level because we're also not just laying on our back the entire day. Nope. Like we're, we're moving around and as you're moving, you're burning calories. And calories is what, Cam? Basically, think of calories as a, a unit of energy. Um, food has calories. You consume calories. You get energy to do things in the body. So food equals calories. Calories equals energy. Yep. Sometimes you're running on diesel, and sometimes you're running on something else. <laughs> We're electric, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this ties into the first law of thermodynamics. That means matter you know, can't be created nor destroyed. It has to be transferred. So if you are overeating, like you, you, you've already burned through your basal metabolic rate, and you've already burned through your activity levels, and you're above your normal calories for the day, where does that energy go to? Well, the, the thing that people say is, well, then it gets stored as fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the law, first law of thermodynamics. And uh, generally, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but generally your metabo- metabolism naturally regulates itself to meet your body's demands. Okay. So if you're doing more activities, it's going to adjust. Yeah. Because um, this is, and I don't want to, I don't want to sound elitist here. I'm just going to, I'll say it though. You know, people say that I have a high metabolism, like I can eat more than them and I won't gain weight like they would. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and part of me is like, I have been active since I could walk. Like there's never been a time in my life uh, when I was in, you know, young, I was playing outside four hours a day. I've been playing. I played multiple sports. I had practice two hours a day, played baseball in college. I was running, biking, swimming, weightlifting, marathon. I've done, I've never been not active. So why would my body want to slow that down? You know, like if you think like a lot of people think that they're being active and they, and they think about themselves in a certain way, like, yeah, well, why is my body not burning more calories? It's like, cause you're not giving your body a reason to. Yeah. And I know we're going to get into this, but I want to, I want to say a caveat. So for most of my life, I've always struggled with weight management, right? Yeah. I think we've brought it up briefly. I can think to a period of time where it almost felt effortless. Mm-hmm. And I was eating a lot. And it was during high school because I was playing multiple sports, working out, being very active. <laughs> and through those four period, those four years, for the most part, I was in a quote-unquote healthy BMI. Yeah. And then it almost felt effortless because, like you said, I was very active. Right. Doing multiple sports, doing, you know, workouts and all these different things. So, So then, okay, so let's take that example. After and then maybe after high school, you stop those activity levels and you. What happens when everybody goes to college and maybe they're a high school athlete? Was it the freshman, freshman 15? fifteen? Yeah, yeah. You stop, you stop the activity, and your body goes. I was. We were working it like it's the engine. Yeah. Think of your metabolism as the engine, and your engine was running at a certain pace, and then you stop all of it. Then it's gonna like, well, why am I running? Like, why am I working this efficiently? Let me slow down to meet your demands. And also, you're you're putting in all that fuel. Mm-hmm. It's it's fuel that at one point you needed. Now you don't. You're like, put that in the back seat. <laughs> put that in the back seat, weighing the car down. You're like, what's going on? Um, so that's a little again, very generally overview of metabolism. But there are some factors that can affect weight gain. I don't want to like be sensitive or not overlook certain things. Like there, there, there's a it's multifaceted. There's a lot of things. Yes. Uh, in this terms is of just like, the scientific approach. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the human gosh, aspect. There's the human aspect. Um, so there are genetics. So genetics can play a role. 
And I found this yeah. from the Harvard Health Publishing um, database, their <laughs> medical school. Uh, I'm just going to read from it. It says, research suggests that for some people, again, some people, genes can account for 25% of the disposition to be overweight. Okay. So for some people, not all, not all people, some people, 25% is what they found can lead to people being overweight. They also found that others can be as high as 70 to 80. Having basically a rough idea of how large a role genes play in your weight may be helpful in terms of being able to treat your weight problems. They found with that 80, 70, 80%, those higher percentages, those were found in people whose parents were both obese and had been obese for their life. And then that individual had also been obese their entire life. It gets tricky mm -hmm. because is that is that be genetic? Or Here's is something that I want to say. Though. Okay. Go for it. Uh, I don't know how it's going to come across, but. The reason I want to say is because I don't want people to feel hopeless. Right. And be like, I'm doomed. Right. My parents were overweight. My grandparents were overweight. My great-grandparents are overweight. My siblings are overweight. I'm overweight. Well, <laughs> it's just in my cards, and there's yeah. nothing that I can do. So this is, why I, that's, this is the only reason why I want to say this. You know, how much of the situation is nature versus nurture? Did, maybe right. like habits they picked up. Maybe how big of it is habits that you were taught or maybe you, you caught on just because of what you were seeing versus your actual genetics. Uh, yeah. When I read this, I was like ah, that. And again, this is saying predisposition. It's not saying you will. It's just saying it is going to affect the ability to be overweight. That's a good point. Um, you're more likely. You're more likely. Yes, I think that's a better word. It's not saying you are. Your genetics are making good. you overweight. So I want to make that clear too. But I do think you're right. And I and I'm, we want to become as sensitive as possible here that it's always better. Like what what is one of our uh, hero's journey mindset? Taking ownership. Mm-hmm. When you start to cast the blame, you start to become hopeless. Well, it's just it's my it's my genetics. I'm overweight because of my genetics, or I'm overweight because. Or blame. also, blaming your parents. It's their fault. Yeah, yeah. and I think there there needs to be, if we're wanting to actually change, there has to be some level, level of ownership. Of ownership, absolutely, one hundred percent. And an ownership to me, I define it as like taking accountability and responsibility. Absolutely. Um, if you haven't listened to that, uh, I think it's episode two or three. Go listen. Why mindset matters. Why mindset matters. It's a it's a animal dives deep into these uh, different habits and rules to kind of live your life by. Um, so there's there's the genetic aspect. There's also uh, a hormonal aspect uh, on how some people can gain weight. And this is what I want to say about that. I am not this this is going outside my area of expertise, but I just want to give my two cents. So take it as that. So hormones in and of themselves do not cause weight gain. Just don't like it's, they don't, but hormones can lower your metabolism, which can affect weight gain. And there are some hormones that can affect your satiety, like the ghrelin hormone, which can lead to weight gain because you're constantly hungry. So they can assist in weight gain, but in and of themselves, you are still overeating. So mm -hmm. if that baseline of your calories lowers, like your metabolism lowers, you still have to overeat. So even if the hormones lowered that, you still have to overeat. Even if the hormones is making you hungry, you still have to overeat. Yes. Now, does it make it harder? I'm not saying it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's easier. But almost in a way, I see that as we've always talked about reframing and how you frame it. We talked about that in the push-up. We need to reframe this and say, okay, 
I actually can have a say in this. It's I now know it's going to make me hungrier, but it's not this automatic doom and gloom. My hormones are not doing that great, so I'm automatically going to gain weight. It's like, no, you actually can have a say in it. It comes down to how much you're putting in versus putting yeah. out. So I totally agree with that. Just being able to switch your mindset, yeah. your perspective, um, taking ownership. It's I think, but it is going to be very, very hard. It's going to be hard. Not, it's not saying this is easy. Yeah. If, and that's if it were easy, then you know, two thirds of Americans wouldn't be obese. Yeah. <coughs> like I said, easy concepts, hard things. Absolutely. Okay, so we do want to. Uh, we did get uh, uh, someone that uh, messaged and said if we can at the end of each podcast try and give some application like more down and dirty application stuff so we're gonna try and do that today gave us all this great information guys thank you but now what but now what okay so we have three tips and this will apply to anyone on the spectrum whether it's hormonal genetics overweight because of what whatever the reason we got three tips for better fat loss take out your pen and paper and write these things down how about you uh how about you starting off with number one there annabelle Yes, and like I said, there's so many more to these. Oh, absolutely. These are just. We and I think I th- I think as we were starting, we're like, all right, there's so many there's applications. So many. We could probably do a whole other episode on all of them. But these are three. three simple ones because we're all about taking action and starting today. So these are th- three things we think you can do today. Number one, we want you to start lifting weights two to three times a week. Yes. Why do we want to do that, Tam? Why are we emphasizing lifting weights. I know we've said, you know, you can not lift weights, you can do all, just be active, do all these different things and, and whatnot, <coughs> but why lifting weights? So lifting weights is the one thing that actually will build muscle mass. Cardio will not build muscle mass. So and what does muscle mass lead to? So Doc. over the long term, okay, muscle is more valuable to the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, muscle is going to burn more calories. It might not be to a certain like in a big degree, but you need to feel those muscles, meaning you have to eat more to feel those muscles to hit baseline. So you can not only can you eat more, but you're also burning more at rest. Leads to what BMR. Yep. You're, so that BMR is going to increase, meaning you can eat more calories and still be at baseline, which is what I think what a lot of people want. Don't it, we all want? I mean, I I'm, I want to be I'm able a foodie to eat. man. I want to be able to I eat be more. A lot. So get some muscle, lift some weights. Um, stick with you know the. This the is long term, guys. We want to have that long term mindset. That yeah. All right. So What's number it, two, Cam. Number two, we think being in a slight calorie deficit um, per slight. day. Slight. Slight. So if you think about, so uh, thirty five hundred calories equals about one pound of fat is what they say. So most people recommend you you drop your your baseline by five hundred calories per day. So by mm-hmm. the end of the week, you'll be at thirty five hundred calories at at a loss, which is one pound of fat. Mm. Okay. We're recommending you go to like mm, two to 300 calories per day at a minute, like dropping from your baseline. So how do you find your baseline? Baseline's easy. Get on the scale starting on Sunday, first day of the week, weigh yourself, weigh yourself in the morning, weigh yourself every day that week. And then every day track how much you're eating, find out how many calories you ate at the end of the week. If you gained weight or if you lost weight or you stayed at the same, so if you lost weight, that means your your baseline's a little bit higher. If you gained weight, that means your baseline's a little lower. If you stayed the same, that means you got your baseline. Yeah. And there's also a calculator, free calculators online. There are free calculators. And, and they'll get you pretty close, not going to Pretty gonna close, yeah. It's not going to be exact, but they'll get you right in the ballpark. I want to say something with this, okay. too. The reason we say slight 
it should not feel like you're trying to lose weight. And I also want to say one other thing. How long did it take you to get to the weight that you're at right now? Me? No, I'm just saying to the listeners in general. Oh, in general. How long did it take you to get to the weight you are at? So if you're saying someone maybe has 50 pounds overweight, maybe it took them three years to get there? Yeah. Two years, something like that? Maybe I don't know. It wasn't a day. It wasn't a month. It is. I don't know, maybe not impossible, but it will be really hard to try to gain gain 50 pounds in they, a month. I bet you there were people are probably in that two to 300, maybe even 500 calorie surplus over Slow time. Slow enough. And each month you're gaining two to four pounds, and over the course of the year you've gained 30 to 50 pounds. Yep. And and so the opposite of that, you're not going to lose. I mean, you can, but we're all about sustainability. You mm-hmm. want to be able to lose. Not, here's the thing. I don't even care about if you lose the weight. There are so many things out there that show you how to lose the weight. We want you to actually keep it off for the rest of your life. And if you do it slightly, it's not even going to feel. It's like you're going you're gonna to say to yourself, like, am this I really losing? Try to lose this weight. This is effortless. It's effort, it should feel effortless. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, you'll lose those 50 pounds in a year, well, maybe two years, three years, over the long run. And that's what you want to try to do. Yep. Number one, lift weights two to three times a week Yep. to build muscle. Um, number two, be at a slight calorie deficit of about three, two to 300 calories per day. And as Annabelle said, should feel like you are not cutting. What's number four? Or number three, sorry. Three, avoid processed carbs. Yes. What are some processed carbs? Well, soda, uh, desserts, white bread, chips. Uh, I love chips. They're oh, dangerous. I know. Anything with added sugars, too. Added sugars. Uh, so we want anything highly processed. Th- and that's what we just th- talked about earlier about do carbs make you fat? Well, you can really overeat these kind of carbs. Too easy. And we're not saying don't eat carbs. Fruits are carbs. Vegetables are carbs. Yes. But those are not highly processed. They keep you fuller longer and have less calories than some of these processed foods. Yeah. So we want you to avoid those, but seek higher protein options. Yes. Because that's going to help with the building of the muscle, which is going to help with burning more calories. It's also going to keep you fuller mm-hmm. and help you be able to stay at that calorie deficit. Yeah, maybe at first, like I said, you, you may not 100% avoid all these highly processed foods, but limit. We yeah. got... Hey, we got uh, we got an episode in the past that says how to start your your hero's journey, and we talk about some of this stuff. So oh, go yeah. listen to it. We talk about the uh, nutrition aspect. Get you, get you like for, for your days. First, first three months. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those are our our uh, three tips for better fat loss. Oh, yeah. Give them a try. Uh, see what happens. I we guarantee, we guarantee results if you follow those three tips. Guarantee results. Or your, right. money, yeah, or your money. Or your back. money. I wanted to say, oh man, yeah. They, yeah, didn't give, they didn't give us any money. Yeah, so. they're not giving us any money, so. Anyway, if it works, give us some money. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You'll thank us one day. (laughs) Well, that's about all all that I got, Anna. You got anything else? That's all that I got, too. Like, we always like telling you guys, remember, you are human. We should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. All right. See you guys. See you guys.